It's time for another episode of the Lely Unfiltered Show, a show that talks about legal issues in the media and legal issues that face you in your daily lives. You're with attorney Franz Borkhardt and attorney Richard Sprinkle, and we're going to be talking about some fun, interesting, and controversial things today. It's Legally Unfiltered. We'd have it no other way. But before we jump into that, check us out on www.legallyunfiltered.com or or if you'd like some free stuff, Richard. Free stuff? Free stuff. Free stuff. We've got free stuff. We are giving away Legally Unfiltered coffee mugs, and you can have one if you email us a topic that we use, a topic that we use at legallyunfiltered at gmail.com. So this week... This week, we're going to be talking about something that makes me feel a little uncomfortable, okay? Um, I recently watched Dave Chappelle, Richard, and his show, his new uh, show, his new comedy show on Netflix, Sticks and Stones. I'm hearing good things. So it I'm was- hearing good things. It was amazing. <laughs> he starts the show with the lines, the, the beginning lines from Prince's 1999. And he very poetically says the line at one point, I tried to run from my destruction. You know, I didn't even care. And what proceeds from there is a conversation about Anthony Bourdain and how this guy had everything and he committed suicide. Right. You know, and it, it and throughout the comedy routine, by the way, Dave Chappelle has known for for scratching borders, right? For mm -hmm. crossing lines. Sure. The big reason we're talking about it is I've been thinking a lot about some of the things he makes fun of. They're criminal justice issues, right? And around the coffee table, around the cigar shop, I got into a discussion this week about whether or not making fun of rape. I'm going to say that again. Making fun of rape is complicit to rape. I'm going to say that one more time is making fun of a, of a rape, cracking a rape joke, and more appropriately laughing at a rape joke, is that complicit with rape or embracing a rape culture? So at the cigar shop, Richard, I pose the analogy to everyone there. I can laugh at an armed robbery joke sure. and not advocate for armed robbery. Right. I can tell an armed robbery joke, and I'm not complicit with armed robbery and nor am I advocating for armed robbery. And in fact, everybody would agree with me that a joke is a joke, or at least it used to be the case that a joke was a joke. Think of some comedians uh, we're dealing with now there. Yeah. There, there are comedians that we just had one lose his job on Saturday night live. Um, new comedian just came on the show. Uh, I'm going to have to, I'm, honestly, I'm going to, he's so new, I'm going to have to look his name up, but uh, he uh, just came on the show, hasn't done an episode yet, but certain comments he made in the past on a podcast got him fired. So the example Dave Chappelle uses, and we're going to go back to the rape topic because that's the big topic today is, is from a criminal justice standpoint, has justice, the social justice movements, me too, other ones. Have they improved the justice system or have they got everybody walking around like a cat in a room full of rocking chairs? Well, I think you know where I stand on that. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. What Dershowitz calls neo-McCarthyism, right? Right. So what Chappelle talks about in one part is, is Kevin Hart and how Kevin Hart years ago 
made fun of of gay people. Mm-hmm. He in fact told a joke about if his if his child was showing signs of gay of gayness, for lack of better phrasing, he would take a dollhouse and smash it over his son's head. <laughs> which a bit of course, extreme. which of course is a joke. Of course. That being said, the rape culture in question, the rape, the rape jokes in question, was was Chappelle brings up the Michael Jackson rape victims, two of them. And in fact, he starts the line of jokes with saying, you know, things have gone way too far. Michael Jackson is dead, and he, in fact, has two new cases. That's the phrase that comes out of his mouth. And he talks about how, how in a joking manner, he talks about... He is what you would call on the street. Dave Chappelle is what you call on the street a victim blamer. For example, if you told him that somebody beat a famous individual that may have beat up Rihanna, he would have said, well, what did she say? For example, with the Michael Jackson victims, if you told me that Michael Jackson raped or molested two little children, he said very poignantly, I would ask, what were those two children wearing? It was clearly clearly a joke right an inappropriate joke maybe mm-hmm. but to his credit he said you clicked my face on netflix you bought the ticket you're that's taking right. a ride that's right so that spawned and he made some jokes about rape and mm-hmm. it spawned that conversation about is laughing at a rape joke is making a rape joke because there's fallout from these comedians right right, right used to right. be and my, my horse is from a, it's not a constitutional issue. It's more of a, I'm a classicist. Used to be the jester. The court jester was the one person that could look at the king or the queen and say whatever the heck they wanted to. It was it was and it satire. Was, it was and humor. it was okay. Sure. You're not going to kill the jester. There was no. no Shakespearean play, I don't believe. There's no Shakespearean p- play where they kill the court jester. But in... 2019 comedians are held accountable Mm -hmm. and the fallout from from Chappelle was that you know different different magazines different online media outlets condemned him for using his quote platform in this manner in a irresponsible manner so I pose the question again is making fun of a rape victim or rape is joking about rape complicit can you joke about rape in 2019? And and is a comedian who's doing his job on stage with a microphone is he actually using a platform, or is he just is he just performing? Well, that is that that is a question, right? I mean, let's let's get real here. So for me, I'm I'm sticking to my guns. That there's making fun of rape, right. and then there's making fun of rape. The comedian that is on stage telling jokes that we all know or should know are jokes. I'm going to give that comedian a pass. Of course. Because at the end of the day, if you're offended, you get up and leave. You turn it off. Okay. It doesn't. I do not. Candidly, I do not believe that that promotes rape culture. And I do not believe it's complicit. I do not believe that you laughing at a Chappelle show or a Chappelle sketch. Scratch that. Scratch that. It's not Chappelle show, unfortunately. I don't believe it makes you complicit no any more than laughing at jesse <laughs> smollett smollett <laughs> he calls him juicy Smollett in the sketch oh gosh if i laugh at what happened to him because he may have fabricated a hate crime it does not mean that i'm racist 
It does not mean that I'm homophobic, and it does not mean that I'm complicit in hate crimes, does it? No. But that's where we are now. The guy from Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live didn't even make it to the show, right? Yeah, no, uh, not What's at all. What's the story behind him? Not at all. Uh, Shane Gillis, uh, he... he he was supposed to be on Saturday Night Live. He he, he got he got hired. Um, anybody in the comedic world knows that is kind of the pinnacle. I mean, that's that's the Super Bowl, right. you know, for comedians. So he gets out there, and you know, he just he, Lauren Michaels just pulls the plug because they found some old podcast from uh, him and a buddy of his where he made some derogatory comments against uh, Asians and particularly folks in Chinatown. I don't have the exact comments anywhere. So but here's the thing. He is a comedian. And this is something he said a while back in the past. We're lawyers. Yeah. If I'm in a courtroom and I make an anti-Semitic, anti-Asian, if I make fun of rape victims in a courtroom, you know what? Whatever bad thing happens to me that befalls me for making such an asinine and douchebag comment, I deserve. Well, of course. Of course, on but the you, other but, hand, but you're in a courtroom, and not on a stage or in a, you know, in front of a podcast microphone. Society made Kevin Hart apologize for comedy, yep. and in fact, the Academy wasn't going to let him host unless he apologized. Look at Kathy Griffin. Remember her? She's known for being just what did wild she and say out about there. Trump? She said it something. Wasn't about, what she said. It, she posted. She she posed for a picture. With a severed head of Trump, and basically holding a severed head. Now, poor taste, maybe. Um, not all that funny, possibly. But was it worth her getting railroaded and basically having to hit the reset button on her entire career over? I don't believe so. I really don't. Now, is the counter argument that's the risk that the comedian, comedian the tightrope that the comedian walks by telling jokes. Well, in a way, yes, because I mean, that brings us back to our, our basically capitalism society. If people like you, they're going to keep buying you. If they really, really hate you, they're going to trash you on Yelp. You know, so maybe that's just a, a, a product of used, our society. He used an, an example. He was talking about the Chappelle show. Wait, he who? Dave Chappelle. Okay. He's talking about the Chappelle show. And um, what is the entity... That that watches a show to make sure that there's nothing you you say that's going to get on the network. It's what is it practices and uh, pra- standards, uh, standards and, and practices, practices from the FAA. He uh, uses FCC. I'm sorry. So he Not uses he uses an example that there was a, a Chappelle show sketch, and I'm hoping that this this comment doesn't run afoul to FCC rules on the radio, but I'll run the risk. In his dialogue or in his in his in his comedy he says there was an episode in the Chappelle show where he wanted to use a term that was derogatory towards gay people mm-hmm. faggot okay that's the word I'm not going to say it again the f word but not the granddaddy the, of F the words. other f word the other f word standard and practices said no you can't you can't say that and he's he's like okay and he's walking out and he says you know I asked her I use the n word on my show with impunity Right. Reckless abandon. Right. And she says, Dave, you're not, but you're not gay. That's why you can't use that word. And he looks at her and says, well, you know, I'm not the N word either. Ooh, 
So, so you've had this comedian that gets it, right? And in fact, what I loved about Sticks and Stones, what I love about a lot of his comedy is, and I'm not begrudging someone that's offended, what I love about it is he looks at the audience and tells them, we've gone too far. Yeah. You know, in talking about the Me Too movement, he says, we've gone too far. He talks about, you got what you wanted, and now states have passed the most conservative and restrictive anti-abortion laws ever, historically. Now, are those laws constitutional or are they not? But he's he's looking at the crowd. He's looking at the audience, this Netflix audience, and saying, truth. Not the jokes. The jokes are not the truth. But he's speaking amongst the comedy about... We are in a place where the comic comedian can't make jokes anymore. Right. Okay. And so, look, we're a legal podcast, and where am I going with all this, right? It may seem, hey, where, what does this have to do with laws? Just Franz being... Well, it has a lot to do with laws. R- right. Yeah. So, I come full circle. Does comedy affect the right or the ability of the rape victim to get a fair shake in the justice system? And right. I've got to say, I don't think it affects it one way or another. I don't think so. I think the person that mistakes comedy for justice is misled, misguided, um, and deceiving themselves. That said, do I blame a rape victim for getting offended? Well, sure. Do I, do I blame someone who's the victim of a child molester for being offended by his jokes about Michael Jackson and saying he doesn't believe Michael Jackson did it and any kind of tongue in cheek, you know, makes, makes fun of that. But then of course admits that he thinks that R Kelly absolutely did it. He is a comedian, right? He, you, if you give him the value of truth and justice, you are giving him the platform that he does not assume as a comedian, which goes back to what you said. Does he have a platform? Is it irresponsible? Comedy by its very nature would be an irresponsible platform. I mean, there are those of us who, anytime we're out in public and speaking, we understand that by virtue of some position we hold, and I don't hold one, by the way, just to be clear, but those people that, hold certain positions, anything they say needs to be carefully vetted and scrutinized. Um, I'm talking about heads of state. I'm not talking about a comedian. Again, a politician making a racist comment. Oh, yeah. A politician, which, by the way, a politician making a racist comment is fodder for comedy. Of course. And it doesn't make the comedian racist for making fun of the politician. No. A politician that has a sex scandal is fodder for comedy. Mm-hmm. Anything is fodder for comedy. Sure. National politics are fodder for comedy. And let's go another layer here. Alan Dershowitz recently wrote an article about how politics has now entered this weird this weird forum of criminal justice where we're, it's not enough to disagree with our politicians anymore. We're not trying to criminally prosecute them. Absolutely. On both sides. Absolutely. Right. And and I'm not going to, well, why not? You can. Um, <laughs> this is legally unfiltered, and, baby. And we won't let it go either. Like, what have you seen what we're going after uh, <laughs> Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh again? Uh, so, so he is alleged, so we're all on the same page. Kavanaugh is now a new accuser, has come out um, and said that essentially he was at a party and he whipped his penis out. Yep. Okay. Which is also fodder for comedy. Sure. But that's neither here nor there. And now the question is, can you criminally prosecute a sitting Supreme Court justice? Are they going to criminally prosecute him? All this is the way we attack politicians now. I mean, 
do we have a method of impeachment for Supreme Court justices? Is that well? I mean, yeah, that, yeah. Can, their that's their article, um, you know, what is it? I'm having a brain fart here. <laughs> article two, Article three. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But but my question is my question is this: Is that where we are? That we it's not enough to disagree with Trump. It's not enough to disagree with with a Biden was accused of being a creeper. Because he liked to be touchy-feely. I feel like this is a... Not, re- not as much a crime, but theoretically. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I feel like this mentality that you're talking about is a real-world extension of what has happened over the years on social media. It became not enough just to disagree with somebody. You had to try to do everything in the world to humiliate, to insult, obliterate, obliterate, to destroy. destroy the other person in that chat room, well, on that Twitter feed, on that Facebook well, feed, doesn't whatever. doesn't that cut across all the lines of what we're talking about? The comedian that is making joke, jokes, we're going to destroy him or her. Mm-hmm. The politician that we don't agree with, we're going to... Now, look. Criminal activity is criminal activity. Right. If Trump, Trump broke a law, okay, great. If Kavanaugh broke a law, then great. But we're trying to find crime now where I suspect it's really political disagreement. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would completely agree with that. And really, if we continue this, be it with the comedians, be it with the politicians, if, if society wants to continue down this road... Then, uh, then we're going to have a very uninteresting world because no one's ever going to want to say anything. People just won't voice their opinions. People won't write jokes. Heaven forbid somebody writes so, a shocking movie. So I think people will keep writing jokes. I think what's going to happen is, is I think you're going to have, if you believe in this whole neo-McCarthyism, you're going to have those outcasts that thrive in the outcast world. People are going to listen, first of all, it's Netflix. Right. Netflix has made the conscious decision not to pull David Chappelle. They know what David Chappelle is. They know what kind of comedy he is. People are paying a monthly subscription for, for Netflix. But they pulled um, Kevin Spacey from House of Cards. Well, Kevin Spacey got pulled from, from House of... Excellent point. Yeah. Now, is that because Kevin Hart... I mean, excuse me, Kevin Spacey, not Kevin Hart. Apologize, apologies to Kevin Hart. Kevin Spacey is not a comedian. Kevin Kevin Spacey is a human being accused of a now now he's been cleared he was a he one was way or accused another accused of allegations allegations <laughs> now well, he's been cleared turns out the state's witness wasn't so good right <laughs> so can we distinguish those not to be a lawyer can we distinguish those two we can we can distinguish right. those between the individual who's performing his performance is literally making fun of Do something you want irony. I love irony. In his sketch, Sticks and Stones, Chappelle chastises Kevin Spacey because had they waited just a little bit longer to prosecute him, he would have known how House of Cards ended. (laughs) Isn't that ironic? So my point is, this is not like... This is not like a marketing brand saying, we are no longer allowing you to endorse us because you're accused of sexual assault or because you did something that is criminal in nature. This is society saying you're complicit with the rape by making fun of rape. Right. And I'm sorry, I just can't go that far. I cannot say. And and look, my sister-in-law, God bless her, I'm not going to name her names. She, her position as a woman is 
making fun of rape is never funny. It is never funny to joke about that. Making fun of the Holocaust is never funny. Well, I agree. However, I point out something to you. I point out to you. um, I point out to you that, look, candidly, if a comedian makes fun of the Holocaust, it's comedy. It's comedy. That's right. Okay. Now, I don't have to agree with it. If I tell a off color racial joke. And the crowd around me says, you're a freaking racist, Franz, and wants to disassociate with me. I'm not a comedian. Right. Okay. I don't think I get the safe safeguards that a professional comedian gets other than, again, I have the choice of saying, I don't want to listen to this anymore. Right. And I won't listen to this anymore. Exactly. Nothing speaks more clearly and concisely than green. Right. What's our favorite color, Richard? Oh, it's green. Green. The only color that Richard and I ever see, ladies and gentlemen or want to see is green. It's just green. It's a lot easier to see the world in green. And Mm -hmm. and in fact, I suspect that a lot of decision-making these days is seeing the world through green. Usually if you follow the green, you find the problems anyway. So that's the place to look. That's the place to look. Now, all I can say, and I'll just throw this in because we've only got about 30, 40 seconds left. These folks that are getting offended by modern day comedians, oh, if they were to hear some of the guys from way back when in the seventies and eighties, Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor, Red Fox, Red Fox, Eddie Murphy, who is coming back? By the so way, so would would Eddie Murphy work in twenty nineteen? We're about to find out. If you were to play Eddie Murphy Raw, the album, right now in front of a crowd of people of mixed ages, uh, ethnicities, and and descent. You would probably start a riot. And we have eight seconds left. That's about it for this episode of Legally Unfiltered. Send us an email to legallyunfiltered at gmail.com if you have a topic. Um, We would love to give some free coffee mugs away. We would love to give some free coffee mugs away. Richard, we would love to give some free coffee mugs away. Indeed, come get them. Um, All you got to do is send an email. That's That's all you got to do. So, folks, that's about it. Thank you for listening. Um, good, good conversation about a tough qu- uh, conversation, and, and, and it's. I think it's only going to get worse. We, we may come back to this. Uh, you are the views and opinions expressed in legally unfiltered do not constitute legal advice. If you would like it, legal advice on the topics that we've discussed, send us money. That's right. Go ahead and retain us. Do not, kids, try this at home. <laughs>